Good morning. Hello, everyone. It's Sunday, May 3rd, 2020. Nice to see people's smiling faces. I hope everyone is well. Welcome to Oak Ridge Community Church. We're pleased you could join us, especially if you're a visitor and uh, you're joining us maybe for the first time or a friend or family has shared the connection uh, details for our church service. Welcome. We're glad you could make it. And just want to reiterate um, to our church members, you are more than welcome to share the connection details with friends and family and uh, let them know what's going on and um, have any suggestions on how to distribute that, feel free to give us a holler. So just a few comments here before we get started on um, Zoom etiquette. Just as a reminder, this meeting is going to be recorded and uh, will be available offline um, in our in our message section of our, our website. So feel free to check it out later on. Um, in order to respect your privacy, we you, you should be starting the meeting with your audio muted and your video off. You should have the ability to turn them on uh, to unmute yourself and uh, and turn your video on at some point. It, um, the hosts of the meeting may at some point um, also mute you if, if they need be in order to keep things running smoothly for the session. Um, if you have phones or other things in the background while you're talking, you could mute them and turn them off so that we don't get feedback echoing back and forth. Um, you could feel free to use the chat to send questions to the hosts or to one another if you like. Um, at the end of the session today, at the end of our service today, we will have the opportunity to go to interact with one another a little bit. So if you have questions or comments or prayer requests or things you want to catch up on, please make a note of it and then um, stay tuned at the end of our service today um, for a chance to interact with one another. So with that, I would like to introduce Pastor Mike Lowe, who will be sharing with us this morning. Mike? Hey, good morning. How are we all doing? So good to see your smiling faces. So good to see you. But um, I thought we'd get started here in First Peter. If you have a Bible, you can open up there. We're in the first chapter of First Peter. It's in the New Testament. Uh, if you get to the Gospels and make a right still, it's further on down. But um, before we jump in here, let me just pray for us and ask the Lord to bless our time, huh? Lord, we... Uh, we turn to you this morning. We turn to your words. We ask you to speak to us. We um, long to listen to you, Lord. Not to words of a mere man, but Lord, we want to hear your words. That you'd speak to us this morning, that you would teach us, that you'd guide us, that you'd encourage us, nurture us, sustain us, keep us. In the palm of your hand, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. You know, as a child, we used to... Uh, make fun of people who had lived through the depression. There was a scarcity in their, in their minds and in their experience that was uh, difficult to understand. You know, I, I, I remember my, my relatives, they would save the Christmas wrapping paper. I don't know. Any of you do that? I don't know. But uh, I remember pulling nails from old lumber. My dad would say, well, straighten the nails, son, and save them. I, I think I begin to understand living through this uh, stay-at-home order a little bit more about how they must have felt having lived through that time and how the, the hardships of life can be uh, uh, difficult and how they leave a mark on us. Uh, you know, you, pe you, have, you, you have people who have gone through conflict or warfare or financial loss and, and the things they've endured, how that's left a mark on them. Uh, some have grown bitter, some have grown a bit salty, but uh, others, like we saw in the life of Daniel over these last two weeks, 
they've leaned into that pain. They've leaned into that place where it would have been very easy to blame God and say, God, why did you do this? You know, uh, and, and grown bitter at God, but no, instead to take attack of, no, I, I need to submit to the obvious position that we find ourselves in of, uh, of not focusing on the things that have been taken away, but rather the things that have been given, a quietness of heart, a peace and grace, a contentment, a joy that can only be found in the Lord. So uh, with this in mind, it, it kind of reminded me of First Peter, that it's a book all about suffering. It's a, ball, a book all about submission, about how to embrace the things that God brings to us uh, with a spirit of thankfulness and joy. And so with that in mind, I, I sent out a little Bible study earlier in the week. Uh, I hope you might find it helpful, a little printed page, that something that you could uh, look at with your families, something you could look at with your spouse, perhaps with your children, or even in a personal devotion or life group um, that might be helpful to you, just to remind us of the Word of God and give us some comfort and hope in these things. Because when you give it a little squeeze, just like a sponge, what drips out of 1 Peter is contentment, uh, peace, joy, an eternal perspective on temporary trials. It gives us encouragement and guidance on how to face trials. The book opens with these short words, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And there's so much in those words, isn't there? We remember the figure of Peter and, and who he was. He was a fisherman called in Mark 1 to follow Christ with his brother Andrew. How he uh, had, had immediately left their nets and followed the Lord. How he had seen the transfigured Christ in Mark 9. How he'd walked on the water. He'd seen the miracles, the healing, the blind, the lame, the lost. You think of who this man is in these short words of Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, a sent one, a called one. John captures it well in 1 John 1 through 3. He says, uh, what we have seen from the beginning, what we've heard, what we've seen with our eyes, we've beheld and our hands handled concerning life, the word of life. That he was an eyewitness to the life of Christ. So it's just such an encouragement. So so like the Apostle John, Peter's tremendously qualified to tell us about Jesus, isn't he? He's tremendously qualified to tell us how to respond to persecution and suffering. Remember, this is a man at the end of his life who faced a crucifixion, but he said, no, I'm not worthy to suffer as my Lord did. Crucify me upside down. Uh, tremendous humility in that. But, but he's a man who's embraced suffering. He's seen suffering firsthand. And the book is written to those who reside as aliens, and you think, oh, do we, do we ever feel this way? I, I hope we do, that we're aliens. We're a little bit different than the culture. We're a, bit, a little bit different than the world. The followers of Christ that Peter writes to here have been mistreated by the conquering Romans, primarily because of their faith. They could have been enslaved or beaten or jailed, their property seized, their children taken and sold into slavery. As a pastor, what, what could I say? I think, what would I say to someone who was in that predicament? someone who's in that circumstance. Peter is direct in his encouragement and in his instruction. His words carry weight and clarity. You know, my construction work, it's more and more common to be working alongside of Hispanic crews. And I love to ask them, I say, where are you from? And they'll tell me a story. One young man, he pulls up his shirt and says, well, the mafia wanted me to, the gangs, they wanted me to join, but I didn't. And so they cut me, his abdomen all scarred with machete marks. Uh, endured tremendous hardship. Um, now, regardless of your thoughts on immigration, 
there's a tender spot in the heart of God for the poor, the widow, the orphan, and the foreigner. One who's living as an alien, one who's displaced from his country, his home. And as a follower of Christ, there's an element here in our longing of, of heaven, isn't it? Our longing that things would be right, that our citizenship is in heaven, like the hall of the faithful in Hebrews eleven sixteen. that we long for a better country. We long for a heavenly country, something better than we can find here on this earth. Again, back in the text, the followers of Christ here are scattered, likely due to religious persecution. They're scattered among these five provinces in the realm of modern-day Turkey today. Peter's intent is likely that this letter would be read among those churches in those regions to encourage and instruct these followers of Christ. His instruction concludes by pointing the readers to the work of the Trinity and God the Father choosing them in the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and the purchase of Christ's blood for them, making atonement as a Jewish sacrifice would be sprinkled with blood. And then what's he say? He says, may grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. Grace and peace. We need them both, don't we? Grace to atone for us, give us a place and standing before God, and then the peace to live within that. And not just a few drops, you know, not like the baby there that Cammy has. It, you get up in the middle of the night and give him a, shil, uh, a couple of drops of Tylenol. No, 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 not, not a few drops. Well, maybe a cupful. No, or a teaspoon. No. A little bit more. How about a wheelbarrow or five bucket load? Yeah, a five gallon bucket full of grace and truth. No, no, no. Bring that dump truck in. Beep, beep, beep. Back that truck up. I want a dump truck load of that fullest measure. See, the fullest measure you can think of is what that grace and peace that, that God wants to give us, saints. And Peter wants to remind us of that. Let's dig into a few of these promises here. I want to leave you with really three from this early text here, verses three through nine. If you take a look at it, they're just like like diamonds on the seashore, just glistening in the sun, to pick a few promises here, three primarily that I want to remind you of this morning. First is, he says, his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. His great, let me, let me just camp on that for a minute before we leave it. Born again, you think of John 3, where uh, Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night and says, and Jesus tells him, says, you must be born again, right? You, ha you have to have a new mindset. There's an event where a life is given, where, where things change. I don't know if you've had the chance to enjoy the, uh, the TV show there, uh, The Chosen. Um, we, we certainly have. And this scene is portrayed well in that show where there's this conversation and and Jesus is trying to remind Nicodemus or teach Nicodemus of what it means to be born again. You have a new set of priorities. You have a new mindset. You've been set free from the power and penalty of sin. You don't have to live under sin's reign anymore. You've, you've been forgiven, saints. You've been made right. You're at peace with God. And Peter reminds us of this now, of our standing before God. John 3, 16, 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but the world should be saved through him. That's what it means to be born again, to be made right with God. We go back to the text there. Uh, the second promise from this little section of scripture is that our inheritance, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away. You've been given a gift, saints, You've been given something. You didn't earn it like an inheritance. You don't earn an inheritance. 
somebody rich dies and they leave you something, right? They give you a gift. You don't deserve it and you didn't earn it, but it's given to you. What is promised here to the Christian, to the follower of Christ, it's reserved in heaven for you. A life of faith in following Christ is eternal life with Christ, unspeakable joy for all of eternity, a place of peace and rest, a place in the presence of God. That's what's given to us, an inheritance. And the last thought of these three is that you're protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Have you considered that, saint? That amidst all this risk of, you know, going in the grocery store and I might get sick. I, yeah, but, but we're protected. Our hands are in the palm of God's hand. Our lives are in the palm of God's hand. We're protected by him. No circumstance can reach us that does not come through his protection and care. Other versions of this same text uh, have the word guarded or shielded. Uh, the, the, new, um, the King James Version has the verse kept, the verb kept, that you're kept in God's care. You're protected, you're guarded, you're shielded. Have you ever considered that? That our lives are held within the palm of his hand. So those are the key three thoughts that I wanted to leave, with, leave you with today, that you've been born again, that you have an inheritance, which is reserved in heaven for you, and your very lives are protected by the power of God. Now, Peter goes on, just to finish out the text here this morning, Peter goes on in his admonition to compare enduring trials to the refining of gold, a process within the furnace where the, the heat of the furnace melts the gold, it softens and melts, it removes all the impurities. Let's just read through the text here. Let me go back, Jason. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials, that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. See the works of our lives, that, that we've stood the test of, we, we, we went through the furnace, we've been tested by fire, but when we come out of that on the other end, that we bring glory and honor and praise when Christ is revealed in those verses. Let's just finish out there, Jay. Thanks brother for helping me out this morning. We'll finish out the text there. And though you have not seen him now, sorry, I'm coming. You're good. Here, I'll just read from the. I got it right here in the text. I'll, I'll read it. In this, you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him. Do you love him, saint? And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you will greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your your faith, the salvation of your souls. I, um, I just so appreciate these promises from First Peter. I so appreciate that he lifts our eyes, he lifts our countenance beyond the temporary trials of this life to a day when there won't be any. 
a day when there'll be peace and joy and rest in the presence of God. I, uh, I ran across a short little video clip I'd like to share with you this morning. It's some, um, some workers with Samaritan's Purse, uh, Christians who are helping in this, others who've been stricken with the COVID-19. These followers of Christ are standing strong to help others. Let's take a look. I am a night physician. At night, there are three of us, and I'm one of them. So I take care of patients overnight and just care and tend to their medical needs, spiritual too. I'm not used to working at night, so night shifts require you to be alert. The first part of the night gets kind of busy. It takes a while to assess everybody and get their meds and get them settled in. And then in the middle of the night, things can get kind of, kind of quiet and calm. You don't have the daytime hustle, so you can really settle in and get to understand patients and meet them and interact with them in a good way. A lot of times at night is when the fears and anxieties overwhelm them. And so being able to be there in those moments and talk with them has been so rewarding. I aim to provide rest and comfort and, um, and Jesus to the people. We have lost some. Family can't be in here with them, but glad to be here for them in those moments. We get to be the family in those times. And just being able to kneel down beside their beds, just hold their hand. People are so afraid, and there's so much distancing happening, but because of the gear that we wear, we have complete freedom to be right in there and hold their hand. I feel protected. He called me to do this work. I can't explain it any other way. I'm not afraid of it in there. I have never felt closer to the Lord in all my life than being in there. I think often of how Jesus washed the disciples' feet. A lot of what I'm doing is emptying urinals and fluffing pillows and providing comfort in just small ways. And I, I feel like that is washing people's feet as Jesus did. And it's a privilege and an honor to be able to follow in Christ's example. If we can do just a little bit of that in his name, sign me up for it again and again and again. Remarkable people, courageous people living out through faith, fulfilling the love of Christ in a very difficult way. Might we do the same, huh? Amen. Lord, bless us in these things. We ask you to strengthen us. We ask you to encourage us. We ask you to keep us as your word promises. We look forward to a day when there'll be no trials. We look forward to a day in your presence. We thank you that you've given us new life. You've given us new birth. You've called us to be yours. And we thank you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Mike. Um, we're going to um, 
going to close out the, the main part of this by spending some time to sing together. And we're going to sing um, along the lines of what that text in First Peter talks about. We're going to sing about joy and hope. And it, it strikes me that, um, just watching that video, that for, for, for a lot of us, the difficulty of right now is um, based mostly in uncertainty and inconvenience um and maybe concern about you know whether we'll be able to get food safely and all the rest of it and yet for a lot of people the the um the difficulty of right now the concern of right now is much more um uh much more significant much more real um it's good to you know it's good to be reminded of the work that is being done right now to save and protect us as people are falling sick and dying from this disease. And whichever of those it is that we're experiencing or somewhere along the scale, maybe, you know, if we know those who are sick, if we've, if we've lost loved ones or friends, wherever we are on that scale, that the same thing is still true that, that God as just as Mike was sharing this morning, God offers us hope and he offers us joy and um so just encourage you this morning wherever you are on that scale however much you know wherever this is from an inconvenience to a um to something much more painful um let's sing together let's remind ourselves let's fix our eyes on jesus let's remind ourselves of the hope that we have in him and the joy that he brings um we're going to start by singing the song what joy let me just get my share going here All right. Um, you'll notice this has a verse two on it that we've never sung. We're not actually going to sing it this morning either, but now you, you get to see uh, behind the curtain, you get to see the verse two that we've never sung. Um, they're good words. They're more words straight out of Psalm 146. Um, they're just a little difficult to sing. So we'll leave them there for you to see. And by, I encourage you to read Psalm 146 as well, um, uh, maybe later today. But um, let's... Um, yeah, let's let's sing this together. You made the heavens and the earth. You made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. Your promises remain You give justice to the weak You care for the widow and orphan Forever, Lord, you reign What joy, what joy for those Whose hope is in the name of the Lord What peace what peace for those whose confidence is him alone. What joy, what joy for those whose hope is in the name of the Lord. What peace, what peace for those whose confidence is him alone. It's him alone. and the earth, the sea, and all 
your promises remain you give justice to the weak you care for the widow orphan forever long you reign what joy what joy for those whose hope is in the name of the lord what peace what peace for those whose confidence is him alone what joy what joy for those whose hope is in the name of the lord what peace what peace for those whose confidence is him alone Peter chapter 1 about living hope and um, not sing the song living hope uh, it's just a great reminder of where we've come from and where Jesus has taken us oh, man. where he has gone where he is now and the hope that he bring, brings us I could ask the host to do some uh, Zoom etiquette hygiene and just find out where that other sound's coming from. That'll be helpful, thanks. All right, let's sing, shall we? 
How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven Spoke your name into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Tore through the shadows of my soul The work is finished The end is written Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages that from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. And came the morning that sealed the promise, your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise, your buried body began to breathe. Out of silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me Jesus yours is the victory yeah. hallelujah praise the one who sent me It's grip on me. You have broken every chain. This 
salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are our living hope. We thank you that those are not just empty words not just words that we sing together with a cheery attitude this morning but they are real Lord Jesus we thank you that whatever we are facing at the moment whether it's the inconvenience of a different pattern of life and the uncertainty of what's to come whether it's the pain of losing loved ones whether it's the pain of sickness whatever else it may be that we're facing at the moment We thank you that in the face of that suffering, we can have peace and joy and hope in you. And we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you are doing right now. We thank you for what is still to come. Jesus, is in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, Julian, for leading us in song. Thank you, Mike, for sharing. Um, and one of the encouraging things about these um, Sunday morning times, it's a real team effort, as you can see, with people working together to, um, we're here together to worship. We're here together to hear God's word. Uh, we can even fellowship. Um, so we're just, we're glad that you're able to join us. And now's an opportunity if you'd like to ask questions or interact any in chat the the floor is open for people to ask questions if you'd like to um uh, it, just a, also a reminder if you are the, on our website our website is still being updated and kept up um you can check there for messages you can uh, we're, we're using the ace primarily to announce events and, uh, and and immediate updates but the website's still there for for messages and diff- general information about the church you can still feel free to direct friends and family there. If you like, um, you can find our eGive link on the church and you're able to contribute any your tithes and offerings um, as convenient for you. Um, keep an eye out each week for the ACE. It comes out on Wednesdays. It has important updates on what's happening in the week, um, including links for the, our Sunday morning times. I um, encourage you also a reminder, um, stay active in your life group, stay connected um, to one another. If you, if you haven't heard from one another in a while, if there's someone in your life group, you're wondering what's happening, reach out to them, give them a call or a text or see what's going on in their life. So take initiative with one another. So next week we have, believe it or not, next week is mother's day and we have a special time. We're going to have a couple of the pastor's wives are going to be sharing the sort of a round table format. Um, we're very much looking forward to welcoming them and having them be part of the conversation next Sunday morning. Um, so what I'd like to do now is I'm going to close us in prayer. And then after that, we're going to divide down into different breakout rooms. 
you're welcome to hang around. You can chat, catch up, ask questions, whatever you like. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, I agree with um, these prayers that have been offered uh, this morning. I rejoice. So glad to be able to sing to you with my family and with uh, my fellow believers and visitors. And um, thank you, Lord, that we can pour our heart out to you. Just thank you. It's just amazing to see. We look at the, the words of First Peter and we see the growth that Peter went through in his own life. Um, the, the, the ambitious, zealous young man that you picked out to come fish men. And then as he wrote the letter later in his life, he's a shepherd. He's a man that's caring for people all around him and all over uh, the Mediterranean. God, thank you that you raised him up. You developed and deepened his faith, Lord. May our faith be deepened. As Peter endured through the many trials and sufferings that, we, that he went through, Lord, give us grace to trust you, to rest in the salvation that you've given us, Lord, to rest in the promises that you've given us, Lord, to have hope in the midst of difficult times. And give us grace and give us humility to reach out to one another when we have a need. God, give us love and give us compassion to care about what's happening in the lives of the people around us. Maybe it's in the next room. Maybe there's, maybe there's an opportunity now with us being together um, more in our homes. Help us to be sensitive and loving towards one another. Maybe we spend more time in our neighborhoods. Help us to be sensitive and loving and have a servant's heart towards the folks in our neighborhood, God. Maybe there's extra steps of grace and compassion we can show to people in the grocery store, or the gas station, or wherever we have our limited social interactions. God, inspire us. Open the doors. Help us have a heart. It's sensitive and loving. Just thank you again for these times. Thank you for the technology that allows us to stay connected in spite of difficult circumstances. Lord, bear fruit in our lives, God. In these things we pray. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.